grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good job, fifth graders. Let's give it up for them one more time. All right. Proud of you guys. Good job leading those prayers. Love that. So, fifth graders, back in a time long, long ago, long before cell phones, long before iPads, long before flat screen TVs, there was normal TV, right? It was in a big, giant box, sometimes a huge console. And they had, tele- they had shows that came over the airwaves. And there was a show back in the day with a host by the name of Robin Leach, okay? And Robin Leach had a TV show, and it was called Lifestyles of the... Okay, I was wondering if it was going to work. <laughs> Saturday Night Crew, they got it, you know, but they're a little older than you guys, all right? And uh, anyway... Long ago, there was this TV show called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. There were some pretty funny parodies on that show. You remember those, SNL? Anyway, different story. But later, MTV Cribs kind of came out, and uh, that show was on for a while. I heard that it's still on Snapchat Discover. I don't know that for sure. But anyway, those shows, they kind of display a certain lifestyle. And they're sort of designed, these shows, to make you envious of these lavish lifestyles, the rich and the famous. You think, oh, man, what if I could live a lifestyle like that, right? But that notion of lifestyle, it's an interesting one. In fact, there's all sorts of lifestyles that people talk about, and there's all sorts of lifestyle language that you'll hear out in the culture. In fact, a good friend of mine, he lives up in the Northwest. He loves to go skiing. He's out by the mountains up there. And uh, I saw him this past summer, and he said to me, man, we went skiing so much this past winter, it, it felt like we were living the lifestyle, Right? We sort of think like that, act like that, talk like that, that there's the mountain lifestyle, there's the beach lifestyle, there's the river lifestyle, we're going to the river, there's the off-road lifestyle, there's all these sort of lifestyles. People talk about alternative lifestyles, right? Like living life off the grid or the nomadic wandering around lifestyle. There's the tiny house movement lifestyle. And there's the my house is bigger than your house lifestyle. There's the mountain uh, community lifestyle. There's the commune lifestyle. There's the homeschooling lifestyle. There's the anti-technology Amish lifestyle. There's the city life, the country life, the suburban life. There are so many lifestyles out there, right? We hear that talk. And then there's Southern California, Right? The SoCal lifestyle. What's the SoCal lifestyle? Some people talk about, well, it's the great weather, man, because the great weather, it's an outdoor lifestyle. We got beaches and mountains and everything in between. Some people talk about it's a culture of fitness lifestyle. Some people say it's a casual, laid-back lifestyle. Some people say it's a ethnically diverse lifestyle. We have all sorts of foods lifestyle. There are a lot of things, a lot of factors that go into what we talk about lifestyle. But one thing I know for sure, that when people move out of the state of California, it used to be just Southern California, but I remember friends of mine, they'd be moving back to the East Coast and in all those frozen tundra Midwest places, and they just loved and they missed this one part of the experience of the Southern California lifestyle, I'm pretty sure 95%, maybe 100% of every Southern California has experienced this thing that is unique to us. In fact, I remember a friend of mine coming back from the East Coast, uh, from the East Coast, and he was coming here for vacation. And, and on every week of his week-long vacation, he experienced this thing every day because it was the lifestyle. I'm pretty sure most of you have experienced this. I even went and experienced this the morning of the day I got married. And I'm pretty sure you all know what I'm talking about, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Fifth graders, do you know what I'm talking about? My daughter, don't answer. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Anybody? 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 Hit it, David. Hit it, David. Yeah. Right? Right? Come on. In and out burger, right? It's kind of the Southern California lifestyle, right? Okay. Be honest with me. Who went to In and Out for, for breakfast this morning? All right. All right. How about anybody go to In and Out Burger yesterday? All right. See? Oh, we got two winners. All right. There's your hat. You can, you can keep the hat. All right. I tried to get 70 stickers for all of you guys, but they got all corporate on me and stuff, and I had to do it 60 days in advance. Here's some stickers in case the sermon gets boring. All right, my man? All right. All right. Who went to In and Out Burger this past week? All right. How about who went to In and Out Burger this past month? Okay, how about this past year? Okay. Raise your hand if you've ever been to In-N-Out Burger just out there. Okay. Hey, all right. It's the SoCal lifestyle. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, no, you don't. You've never had it before. Okay. You should. Your parents are. I'm sorry. I love you guys. You're great parents, all right? Oh, man. I know that In-N-Out is expanded. I even went to In-N-Out in Texas. You know, the Southern Cala lifestyle is sort of is taking over the Southwest region, right? But In-N-Out Burger, it started here. It started in Southern California. It's part of the lifestyle, and everyone in Southern California, pretty much everyone's been there at least once in their life. But we're going to talk a little bit about lifestyle. Last week, we actually started talking about it. Uh, we didn't say those words, lifestyle, but we did start talking about what it means to have not the SoCal lifestyle, not the uh, mountain lifestyle, the beach lifestyle, but what does it mean to have a lifestyle of someone who follows Jesus, and especially someone who follows Jesus here at St. John's. We talk about these three big pieces. You've heard us talk. You've seen the, you've seen the logo and the image. Chris Higgins did design that with his team. I think Kevin Hurtfelder helped out with that and other people. But connect to God, grow together, and share Christ. Last week, we talked about that connect to God part, right? The connect to God part, it's the up part of discipleship. It's the vertical relationship that we have with God. And we nurture that relationship, and that relationship is nurtured in different ways. When the Word of God, when we read it during the week, when we pray to God, uh, when we have spiritual disciplines that make our relationship with God better. But one of the biggest ways that we connect to God is in worship. It's what we're doing right here, right now. Last week we talked about it. We're moving around like crazy in Southern California, right? But we got to push the pause button for at least one hour to connect to God and his people in worship. And he promises to connect to us in powerful ways. He says, I'm going to give you my grace and my mercy and my truth and forgiveness here in worship. You're created for that rhythm once a day, once out of a seven-day week to connect to God. That's the up part of discipleship. But the other two parts of our discipleship that we're going to talk about this morning is the grow together part and the share Christ part. In that grow together part and that share Christ part, that's the in and the out. And I hope that every time you go to In-N-Out Burger and every time you drive one, every time you hear the song on the radio, that you'll think about the lifestyle of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Grow together, that second part, that growing together that Jeff was talking about so much. That's the in. That's the in part. It's our relationships within the church. It's our relationship with the God's people in the body of Christ. It's our relationship with each other inside these walls, you might say, metaphorically speaking. We're growing together. My friends, that is one of the most important and most underestimated aspects of what it means to experience the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And I cannot overstate the importance of growing together with other believers in the body of Christ, in the church. If you're a Lutheran theologian, if you studied our confessions, we actually talk about it. We have this big word. We call it the mutual consolation of the brothers and the sisters, the mutual consolation of the people of God. And we teach that we actually receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. We actually receive the good news through our relationships and our friendships with each other. Another way we talk about it often at church is that we're created to have relationships with other people that are centered in God and his word. One of the biggest ways we, we accomplished that here at St. John's, as Jeff was talking about, was through our life group ministry. Now, our goal at St. John's is not to have uh, a thousand life groups. That's not our goal. Our goal is that we want people to have relationships that are centered in Christ and centered in the word. But that's just one way. That is a big way to get to that goal. The goal is that we want everybody. I want that for you. I want you to have strong friendships Strong relationships with people that are centered in Christ, centered in his word. Because we see it all over the Bible, right? Jesus had a small group. There's 12 disciples. They did quite a bit, right? They accomplished quite a bit. He had an even smaller group, Peter, James, and John. I'm reading through Daniel right now. Daniel, he had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? If you go back all the way to the book of Deuteronomy, you see Moses talking to the people of God thousands of years ago. And we see him talking really about the very first small group, which was the family. Deuteronomy chapter 6, Moses said, hear, O Israel. So here, he's like, people of God, pay attention to this. He's saying, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. That's the connect. That's the up part. That's our relationship with God. And then in verse 6, I love it. It says, these commandments or these words, it's a better translation, I think. These words, these words that I give to you today, they're to be upon your hearts. My friends, the discipleship lifestyle, it's an issue of the heart. It's an issue of the will, of volition, of attitude, of emotion and identity. And that sort of desire, that sort of will that we have in our life to connect to God, it manifests in different ways like coming to worship here today. That desire to grow together with other friendship, it manifests sometimes in different ways like being in a life group. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 7 sort of talks about the first life group. It says this, Impress those words that I have. Those are words of love. Those are words of truth. Impress those words on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Moses has kind of given us a picture of what it means to be in a small group. The family is the original small group. He's saying, talk about God's words to you. Talk about it at home. Talk about them on the road. Talk about it in the morning. Talk about when you get up uh, in the morning. Talk about them at nighttime. Moses said, make God-centered relationships a priority, even a daily priority for your life. And I personally was reminded of the importance of this so much just this past week and uh, this past summer even. This past week, a friend of mine uh, that I know from up when I was up in L.A. County, he came down. We usually get together for lunch once a year. Uh, I've known him for 12 years. We went over to the little Thai place over here, 799 Lunch Vessels. I highly recommend it. Not in and out burger, but it'll do, all right? But we had a great lunch, we talked, we shared, we talked about the word, we prayed for each other, we encouraged each other, we have a friendship centered in Jesus Christ. I was in a life group with him eight, nine, ten years ago, and it's so good to reconnect. This past summer, my family, we went on vacation with two other families, great friends of mine from college, and they're strong believers, and our whole families, we grew together for five days straight in a row, and it was one of the best vacations that we ever had, and it wasn't because of the destination, 
It wasn't because of the place that we went to, but it was because the people who we were with. Relationship with God's good people. That's the in. That's the in of the in and out. That's growing together with believers in the body of Christ. And I have a feeling that some of you in the room today, you're looking at your life and you're thinking, I want that and I need that. I'm lonely. I don't have friends that I can connect to on a deeper level that I can grow together with. And I strongly encourage you, take the card, just sign it, give it to an usher, greeter, give it to me and see where God leads, and it could change your life. I heard story after story of life groups that are changing people's lives. So think about it, all right? So that's the grow together. That's the in part. Uh, the share Christ of our discipleship pathway, that would be, fifth graders, the what part? It's not the in part. It's the out part. Okay, a few of you were paying attention. All right, maybe it wasn't working out. Okay, we're going to drive it home. It's the out part, all right? The share Christ is the out part because we ultimately, we want to get outside of these walls. Because if you go to In-N-Out Burger and you just stay inside your whole life and you just eat burgers and fries and shakes your whole life, you're going to get fat, you're going to get sick, you're going to get miserable, you're going to have a heart attack, right? You got to get out. You got to get outside and exercise and really live the lifestyle. You need to share Christ with those who need him out there, those who need to connect with him, those who need to grow together in relationships with his people and his church. That's what Jesus was talking about. Matthew chapter 5, love these words. Jesus said, you are the light of the world, a town built on a hill. It cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light. It gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, Jesus says, let your light shine before others. Why? So that they may see your good deeds and that they may glorify your Father in heaven. The more I thought about those scriptures this past week, I was realizing Probably for every one of us in the room, someone did that for us, right? Someone went outside of their comfort zone. Someone went outside of themselves, and they went outside to us. And they let the light shine, the light of Jesus Christ shine into our lives, into the darkness of our lives, into the separation uh, from God and separation from his people. And because of them, because they went out, we were able to be here in this room today. And I'm telling you, when we reduplicate that in our lives for other people, when we share Christ, when we go out, my friends, that is when we are really living. We're living the lifestyle. We're living the lifestyle that lasts and it satisfies and it aligns with everything about who we were created to be. I'm telling you, that lifestyle is far greater than anything that Robin Leach will shout about or anything you'll see on MTV Cribs. It's what we were designed for. St. John's, we talk about sharing Christ in a bunch of different ways, right? We talk about sharing Christ with our words, having conversations with people to encourage and build up and share the good news with them. We talk about good uh, acts of service and good deeds and acts of mercy. We talk about sharing Christ with our resources, meaning money and tangible goods and gifts. And one of the big ways, as you saw the video earlier today, as we prayed about, not only do we share Christ to our school kids and our children's ministries and our families and our youth ministries, but we do that with children and youth and families halfway around the world in Kenya. In our partnership with GraceWorks, 
My friends, that's way outside of these walls, right? Every one of us in this room, we should feel good about what God is doing in that great work. As we said last year, we packaged, a, here's a picture of it, we packaged 141,000 meals. Some of you maybe participated in that day. It was such a great day. We put them in this awesome shipping container that we painted and someone bought and provided and, and we loaded it up with the food and a playground. We shipped it around the world. And here's the picture of the playground. Uh, Pastor Tim and a whole team went over there and they built it. They shared Christ with the children. This next image shows them in a powerful way. And it's awesome. These next images show some other stuff, too, of all our people working together and praying together and sharing Christ outside these walls. Anybody here pack one of those meals? Raise your hand if you packed a meal. Keep that hand up. All right, we have some people. Anybody paint that container? All right, all right. Anybody go to Africa in the room? All right, we got a few people. Exactly. Anybody sponsor a Graceworks child? All right, very cool. My family and I, we've been sponsoring a Graceworks child for seven years, and it's just awesome experience. And you should have gotten a little picture there, right? Did you get a little picture coming in with some stuff about Graceworks? Uh, Dr. Susan Jamanzi, she's so awesome. Awesome lady. She's, I don't know if she's in the room, but she'll be out in the courtyard. If you want to find out more about that ministry, if you want to find out about sponsoring a child or going to the gala coming up, it's totally great experience. I take my daughters to it, and they learn about living outside of themselves. But it's just one way, right? One way we've been sharing Christ. I could tell you a bunch of other stories. You guys could come up here too. But I want for us today to think about our story, our own individual stories. And I want that story of out to continue in your life, outside the church, outside these walls. And I'm pretty sure that every one of us in the room this morning, we can think of right now, and I pray the Holy Spirit reveals to you right now, who in your life needs you to go out, to reach out to them. Maybe they need you to have an encouraging word. Maybe they need to sh- you need to share the gospel of Jesus with them. Maybe they need an act of mercy and service to them. Maybe they need money or they need a tangible gift or some support that you could share Christ with them. And I want you to hear Jesus' words again. Not my words, not Markle's or Pastor Nathan's or the volunteers here this morning, our elders, our leaders. Jesus' words to you this morning. He says, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. That includes you, my fifth graders over here. You're doing a great job, right? But speaking of salt, kind of reminds me of In-N-Out French fries, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I, I don't think I ate breakfast this morning. I'm, I'm getting hungry. <clears throat> In-N-Out, all right? I want you to remember that. In and out, in and out, when you hear the commercial, that's what grow and share are all about. All right? Can you do that? You still got the hat on over there? All right. Very good. I thought you were going to wear it for me. Come on. All right. All right. In and out, in and out, that's what grow together, that's what share Christ are all about. And my friends, when you live that lifestyle, you will be so rich. Maybe not famous, but I'm telling you, you will be rich for eternity.